The waters that ran beneath this town attracted visitors seeking a cure for all of their ailments. Those seeking the water's healing powers needed a place to stay, and this massive building provided a luxury oasis. But the energy the visitors and the water left behind has left this now-abandoned structure crawling with spirits. This week's episode is The Ghosts of the Baker Hotel. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. Hi Heather, you're on Skype. We're not you're sitting. So ac- we're not sitting across from each other like normal. This is a sinisterhood first, you guys. It is. We every single episode we've been in the same room, and now yep. the coronavirus ninety one. I think this I is ninety one. So. The coronavirus finally did it. It split us Dallas, apart. Dallas was placed on a shelter in place, and um, that means we can't leave our house. Or I can't I leave my house. Heather stays, the studio's at her house. Arguably, Sinisterhood is an essential business. I could make an argument, but I don't want to have to go <laughs> bail Christy out of jail. That's true. Um, if she gets Thank taken you. in. I would also like to share with everyone that yesterday when we were trying to test it, I put the laptop where Christy normally sits in the <laughs> office and then just started to cry Skype <laughs> because I missed her so much. It is. So I miss you, you too. I know. If you guys are out there and you miss your best friends or your coworkers or your family, you are not alone. We miss each other. And yes. we're, we see each other every week. I told her Monday didn't seem like Monday because she didn't come over. It doesn't. And um, we've figured out how to how to record but if the audio sounds a little different on my end then it's because i'm in our study which is a fancy thing that we call our guest room that has a computer in it but uh (laughs) that's where that's where i'm recording from so but i think it'll sound pretty good and from what we've heard people are just wanting us to put out content so Hopefully everyone's a little forgiving in these times. I think so. I think us on Skype is better than not us at all. So it'll work out totally. And um, I've been, we were just talking about uh, not wearing pants the last couple of days. Yeah. And I currently do not have a bra on. Oh, feels good, man. Norm- yeah. If I go to your house, I'd put on a bra because I, I put on bras when I leave the house because I don't want to get arrested like a Swill and Minsky. <laughs> Sewell <laughs> and Mishki, that's right. The O'Hare Candy Bar Fortune. Yes. Uh, you just wear it as a, a top. I'm yeah. wearing a True and Co bra, which is almost like not wearing a bra. It's so comfortable, but it doesn't have like a nippy cover. And so I have to be careful. I walk the dogs in a tank top and a True and Co bra and probably going to get some next door uh, posts about me. You know what? If your nips, we need some different news. So I hope your nips make the <laughs> news right. so we can get the something else nippled. in our feed. There was enough people out there walking their dogs and walking around with their kids and stuff. So I was I was spotted. I was seen. The, the hard knit <laughs> bandit was I, I was captured, I'm sure. Was so, everyone giving each other ample distance? You know what? Normally, it seems rude whenever you cross the street to avoid someone on the sidewalk. Right. But no, I was just so uh, I thought it was very thoughtful that people were doing that. Good. I'm glad they were. We were outside yeah. earlier and there were a lot more people out in our neighborhood, but everyone was kind of on opposite ends so no one really had to Interact. cross paths but we did see our neighbors for the first time they're the ones that do um like they'll pickle things and make jams and bring us and he oh, was nice. like i've been making some homemade bread i'll leave some on y'all's porch and i was like oh my god i haven't had bread in two weeks because everybody's <laughs> been out i'm so thank you so much <laughs> that's so nice I know. that is one of the things i i got two loaves of gluten-free bread because i figured that's you know, I, I have to have the special kind of bread, so I can't mm-hmm. just go and get, like, Mrs. Baird's. And so I froze it. I froze one loaf, and I have a oh. half a loaf left. I'm trying to ration it. That's smart. Yep. You got to ration. And some people are not, Paris. Uh-oh. He is. He almost used all the Dijon mustard. 
Uh-oh. He's like, we'll just order some from Amazon. I was like, the only Dijon I could find that's prime on Amazon was a box of 200 packets. And I'm not going to order that. <laughs> you, what you do is order all the packets and then you set, put the box in front of him and said, okay, get to work. And you make him rip <laughs> them all open and squeeze them into yes. your bottle of that you have in your fridge. <laughs> Refill it. That's Refill the only the way thing. he can make this right. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell him. I'm going to go in there and tell him. Well, I, um, when all this is over and done with, I'd like to go visit the place that we're going to be discussing today. I almost drove out there and it was right as they were saying, everything is closed, don't go anywhere. Plus, it's kind of, I mean, it's like closed down. But the city looks so cute. They've done a ton of renovation in the downtown. It looks like a fun place to visit with restaurants and diners and bakeries and shops. So, yeah, it's a I cute think we'll little do a small Texas town. Yeah. Yeah. It's about an hour and a half northwest. Mm-hmm. Is it north? Uh, it's almost like due east. It's like east ah, and then totally a little wrong. bit north. I'm sorry, west. It's west and a little oh, bit north. Oh, it is west. Okay. Yeah, it's in Mineral Wells, which is about an hour and a half from from Dallas. And we're going to be talking about the Baker Hotel, which, which the rent, it looks fancy. It does look fancy. It's gigantic. It's huge. It's very large. This was a listener suggestion also. Yes. So thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. In 1877, James Lynch and his wife Armanda brought their family and 50 head of livestock from Denison, Texas, a small town north of Dallas, to the unsettled area that would become Mineral Wells. The Lynches purchased 80 acres of land for $240, a hefty sum during that time. The area they settled in was not quite close enough to any reliable water source, the nearby Brazos River. For a few years, they suffered with the distance between themselves and the water, until in 1880, when Mr. Lynch made a deal with a well driller. In exchange for some of the family oxen, the driller drilled down into the family's land until he struck water. That's pretty lucky. There's land just right underneath your feet. I guess we learned that from Frankenstein. You know, there's wells. There's water at the bottom of the well. Yep. You said there's land under your feet. You mean water? There's water under your feet. (laughs) Because there's There's always land under our feet. I guess. Well, if unless not, you're in the, then, unless you're flying, unless you're doing a handstand. Oh, that's true. Then it's <laughs> under your hands. Yeah, exactly. I I like the bartering aspect of this because yeah. I've heard a lot of people right now are bartering things. They have like a lot of I, I know some people that have like gardens, so they're like. Hey, if anybody needs some fresh veggies and you want to trade me some wine or something, I think we should go back to the days of bartering. I'm going to say it right now. I think so, too, because I accidentally ordered. I thought I was ordering six boxes of pasta off of Amazon. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it was 12. And apparently, I hit the button twice. Oh, I've done that. I've done that. No, I have 24 boxes of cauliflower pasta. You meant to order six and you have 24? I meant to order six. It turns out the package was 12, and it turns out I hit it twice. So oh, I dang. Pot Paris goes, what is that on the porch? I said, I think it's more pasta. And he's like, the whole cabinet is full. And I was like, I know. It's I don't cauliflower know. pasta? Yeah, so it's gluten-free, so it's Ooh, healthy. It's, I'll, I'll if take you want some, some of that off your hands. Okay, I'll bring it over. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's so much of it. it. I don't have anywhere to put it. I'm trying to so, not eat, like, actual carby pasta. So oh, yeah, this is good. It's a lot of fiber. Carb. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fiber. I like that. When oh, we were it. in elementary school, I think it was third grade, we had a week where we learned about bartering. Oh, and cool. we And we brought things and we bartered with other classmates. So you could bring like toys that you had at home that you didn't want anymore and stuff. And then you traded with your classmates. Oh, and I, I remember I, I got some little finger puppets from a guy <laughs> named fun. Dale. <laughs> yeah, Dale's, you know what? Dale sounds like the kind of guy that sells finger puppets. Dale Baird, his parents own Baird's Donuts. Oh no way! Yeah, mm-hmm. small world. Well, I um, I was gonna say that my mom was offering. She goes, "I'll trade you some chicken for some toilet paper." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Do you need toilet paper?" She's like, "Well, no, but I just have a lot of chicken." And I was like, <laughs> What are you asking? I'm, I always say I have a reasonable amount of toilet paper. I just like did my normal, my Amazon subscribe and save like mm-hmm. right before. And it just so happened it came like maybe end of February. And I was like, well, I kind of need to ration it. She's like, 
oh, never mind then. I'll just keep the chicken. <laughs> I was like, okay. But How I think is we're she getting... doing? How's Nancy doing? She's holding up. She said that she's like, normally I just kind of stay at home. She comes over on Wednesdays to my house to, like, to take care of the dogs and clean up. So I've had to do my own laundry and my own dishes, and that's been a whole deal. But she's like, mostly I don't mind staying home alone, but I don't have the option. So yeah. she's like, a, she normally she'd just be like, oh, me and my friend are going to go to the mall or we'll go to the movies or, you know, whatever. And now she like she can't even have and like go to the chiropractor or the doctor. So for just sort of like maintenance stuff like that, it takes she's like not struggling staying at home. She doesn't mind that. But she's struggling with having the option to yeah, leave if she I wants. Because there are a lot of days where like. I won't leave the house, but when you know you can't leave the house, yeah. that's a different that's a different thing. It's yeah. definitely a weird mindset. I was brushing my teeth last night and I thought, okay, when I'm driving in in the morning, I'm going to and I was like, I don't get to drive into work. Mm-hmm. Huh. And it was it's like weird cuz I'm still working just as much as I would otherwise, you know, like we log in, you know, in the same time and we have calls and everything, but I thought I kind of missed rush hour. <laughs> That's oh. stupid. It's like, you know, just normalcy, I guess. Ella and I took a nice drive. She just kept saying, I want to go in the car. I want to go in the car yesterday. So loaded her up and we drove around and the weather was so nice. It was like cool and overcast and breezy. We just listened to the Avet brothers and drove around and it was very nice to be in the car. <laughs> I highly recommend driving to Oak Cliff, where they have the peacocks roaming free. Ooh, we should we do drove, that. We were just driving around, and Paris was like, oh, I've never been to the zoo. And I said, well, it's not open. He goes, well, we can drive by it. And we just happened upon this neighborhood. And I, was, I said, stop the car, stop the car. And there was just a peacock. And we were like, it's so beautiful. It's so majestic. And then it just goes, Yeah, they can be mean. There's a peacock that lives at a little school over here in our neighborhood. They no have idea. they have like a little garden and everything, and there's bunnies and chickens and a peacock that roams around. Oh, I it's love crazy. it! Yeah, the Lynches were excited to have close access to water and began drinking from the generous source. Initially, however, they were skeptical. The water tasted strange, not the same as the water that ran clear in the Brazos. But after only a few days of drinking the water, something interesting began to happen. They began to feel whole and healed. Both Mr. and Mrs. Lynch had suffered from rheumatism, marked by pain and inflammation of the joints and fibrous tissues. After mere days of drinking the water, the Lynches realized, in fact, that their condition was completely cured. The water is chunky. (laughs) It's chunky. It's chunky water. I used to live in Lubbock, and they are not known for good drinking water. It all tastes Probably. like well water. Ugh. And yeah, like you have to drink a lot of bottled water. I there's certain types of water that I can't I can't drink. I'm curious what this water tastes like. I think and uh, of course we can't because we'll, maybe we'll do like a taste test for um like the Patreon or something, but they sell this at Whole Foods. Oh, they they, sell it is at Whole Foods. The mineral oh, wells nice. at Whole Foods. And so I was going to go get it, but we're not allowed to go. So yeah. I mean, I could, but I'm like, you know, I don't It's need- not essential. I'm trying yeah. to only leave. Well, I haven't left, but like, I'm not even ordering stuff from Amazon unless like I think it's essential because I know those people are so overworked Slimed. right now. Yeah. I'm like, I can wait on my yoga pants. <laughs> Word spread fast in the small town, and soon locals and out-of-towners alike were lined up to try some of Mr. Lynch's magic healing water. However, because the well was only drilled for family use, producing only about 100 gallons a day, Mr. Lynch vetted visitors and had them swear and declare that they were actually sick and in need of the water's powers. Only a year after the well was initially drilled, the Lynch family was fielding visits from nearly 3,000 guests per day. With so many new people in town over the next year, Mr. Lynch declared himself the mayor, and the town of Mineral Wells was officially born. Well, you I don't want to declare myself something. <laughs> I declare I'm a mayor. <laughs> and, I mean, who's going to argue with you? They're like, a mayor? What is that? Well, it's like, an we, elected official I just made up. No one elected you. You still want to drink this water? <laughs> How bad is your leg hurt? There you go. Who's mayor now? You. <laughs> Mr. Lynch was not the only source of water in town. William Wiggins, known as Uncle Billy, drilled his own well in 1881 as the Lynch well was gaining in popularity. A local, quote, crazy woman who had set up camp beside the well would ask passerbys to fill up her bucket for use. Upon drinking the water, her crazy attributes seemed to subside. 
Uncle Billy soon created a resort around his water production called the Crazy Water Retirement Hotel. This led locals to calling it the Crazy Lady Well. Later, the name was shortened to the Crazy Well. Soon, the Crazy Water Company was created, set up shop, and began selling the Crazy Water. Uncle Billy sounds like the type. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Billy sounds sounds real fun. This also reminds me of Cocoon. What happens in Cocoon? How have you seen Cocoon? The only I remember there's a movie. I think it's uh, Say Anything. He brings Cocoon to watch at the nursing home, <laughs> and the girl's like, "We can, you can't watch that here." I think that's Say Anything, but I've never seen it. I've only heard reference it's to it. It's very good, and it is about a retirement i believe they're a retirement community i don't it may be a nursing home but they it's this aliens it is it's this alien and pool and this water gets discovered or actually i don't remember how but these alien eggs get discovered and they put them in this pool at this retirement community Uh and then the old people get in the pool and soon realize that they're it's like this the eternal youth like mineral wells yeah it's like it's like rejuvenating them and make them young again and all this stuff and they it's very sweet it's also sad at times like all movies from the 80s that involved aliens (laughs) 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 it's around the same time i think cocoon and et were about around the same time and like uh what's the one 2001 a space odyssey I feel like they were capitalizing alien and aliens. The eighties were Predator. They were capitalizing yeah. on the alien thing oh, in the Predator's 80s. so good. Yeah. I just found out yesterday because I made a close encounters of the third kind reference and Tommy has never oh, seen it. Maybe that's it. what I'm thinking. Oh yeah. I, I haven't probably I you don't think seen I've close seen encounters. Oh my gosh. With Richard Dreyfus, it's so good. I do like Richard Dreyfus. Oh, he's, he's in what great about in Bob. It. He is one of my all time favorite movies. So good. What happened to Gil? We ate him. <laughs> I might have to watch that. I've been making a list of movies that I want to watch. If I, Even though we have nothing to do but stay at home, when you have a child, yeah. all the things that you are like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to clean out my closet. I'm, you know what? I'm going to practice my hand lettering. It's like, no, I'm going to just clean all day. And yeah. then at the end of the <laughs> night, I'm just going to zone out in front of the TV because I'm so tired. Started well, watching Tiger King today, by the way. If you're not watching it, you've got to start. It is okay, I'll watch wild. It. It's I'll watch wild. it because I, I read the Texas Monthly article when I was waiting for my gyno last year. And yeah. I was riveted. It's oh, riveting. It's, I Tommy even, he's not watching it, but he's like, I'm familiar with the story. It is crazy. Joe Exotic is a character. Quite a character. Quite a character. Yes. Um, Well, I read a thing that said this self-isolation time is fine to just rest and do nothing. It's fine. You don't have to. It was like, you don't have to start a podcast. You don't have to start, write the next great novel. You don't have to become a painter or learn piano or learn Spanish. It's fine to rest. There's nothing wrong with resting. There is a lot of pressure, I think, people feel to be productive yeah. because they're not in their normal routine and they get stir crazy. So like, that's... oh, I have free time. So I'm going to like do this crazy thing. It's like, just just watch. You. I, yeah. I downloaded a game called Wordscapes and you just match little letters. It's like a little crossword puzzle. Oh, that's just... nice. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm every night I play Candy Crush. So, yeah, sometimes it's nice just to do mindless bubblegum for the brain stuff. Turn it off. Turn it off. Mineral Wells is located over a series of natural aquifers that run beneath the entire town. The magical water, or crazy water, is in fact not magical at all. Rather, the water is naturally infused with minerals, including lithium. The Crazy Water Company still produces its water today. The bottles have numbers ranging from one to four. The higher the number, the higher the mineral content. So a number one water is nearly pure water, and a number three water includes over 1,300 dissolved solids, giving it a metallic taste. According to the owner of Famous Mineral Water Co., Carol Elder, who produces bottled crazy water, mineral wells, crazy water number four is one of the strongest bottled mineral waters in the world. It includes calcium, magnesium, potassium, zinc, silica, and lithium. Lithium is known to have a calming effect, and some studies have shown lower suicide rates in areas where there is more lithium in the drinking water. There's nothing wrong with dosing your uh, dosing the citizens. It'll calm you down a little bit. Hey, I, to me, this is like taking uh, some melatonin at night yeah. or something like that. Also, crazy water number four is very close to mambo number five. <laughs> 
and I think they need to capitalize on that marketing they need strategy. To have crazy- Crazy water number five. And then they're just like, a little bit of calcium in my life, some magnesium by my side, a little bit of potassium in my face. Yes. I think they're missing out, truly. Um, We're going to contact Carol Elder. I mean, I feel like we have an in because we're already Texans. So she's going to. close. Yes. She's going to listen to us and this uh, is going to skyrocket. Now's the time. Everyone's at home. They all need water. Water's a staple we all need. <laughs> exactly. It's essential. Everyone's stressed out. It's essential. This is a water that could calm everyone down. I think crazy water will save the day. <laughs> and we'll cure it. But I do, I really do want to get a, a, one of each of these waters and me and mm-hmm. you do like a taste test. We should. Yeah, for sure. Soon the whole world wanted to get its hands on some of the magical crazy water of mineral wells. This led to an influx of out-of-town visitors and a boom of growth for the town. By 1900, Mineral Wells was known as the nation's great health resort. Although the town was a permanent home to only 8,000, it fielded over 150,000 visitors per year. For the first two decades, visitors stayed in some of the town's hotels and boarding houses. A week's stay at the local establishments cost anywhere from $7 to $10. An even better deal was the water cards that could be purchased at local wells. And all you can drink pass was available for just one dollar a week. I mean, back then people they would take cocaine to fix their sneezing. So like yeah. if you go, hey, this water will fix that lump on your shoulder, you'd be like, Give me the water. This is very up my alley. This yeah. whole when they start building the ho- the hotel and all the stuff they offer and it's just like really like spiritual and holistic and stuff. Back then I'm sure everyone thought it was voodoo Medical. and snakes oil. But or a lot of people or you thought it was medical, but I love that kind of stuff. That's why when they redo this hotel, if they've got all this stuff in it, I will absolutely go stay there. Oh, I think we need to do like an Adolphus style. Let's like, yes, stay there. We should. I, they're supposedly going to have like a whole spa thing in the mineral water where you can bathe in it and stuff. That's I'm what in. I want to do. I'm yeah, in. that's very we, up, up my alley. You know what? We have to bathe together. It's the last bastion <laughs> of our friendship. <laughs> that is true. Um, and film it for everyone. Some some are blood brothers. We will yes. be bath brothers. Bath we'll sisters. Ba- bath sisters. But we have to wear 1900-style swimming suits. <laughs> <laughs> like a cap and the ones... Yes. like with flowers? The, yes, a cap with flowers. And then I'm going to wear one like men wore, where you yeah, look like, like you were going to lift a barbell in a circuit, <laughs> yeah. an old-timey yes. circuit. A thousand pounds on each side. <laughs> yes. Batman, anytime you see what which which episode was it that we did where we had to look up oh it wasn't it was it scar did we do something on scarface oh we did the saint valentine's day massacre maybe it was that and we and there were people there were pictures of those guys in, in bathing in, suits you're like nothing yes al capone it makes al capone someone look less threatening than when they're in one of those bathing suits al capone's like you look in my skirt there's a gun in here <laughs> Yes. If you want to just be like, I can take him, then just instead of picturing everyone naked, picture everyone in a 1940s bathing suit. (laughs) It always had a scoop neck and (laughs) and like uh, what's like contrast stitching. So it was black with like white stitching. They were very unflattering. Very unflattering. Oh, Capone. Well, soon doctors flocked to the area and opened practices. Their offices eventually transformed into spas, offering a range of services, including baths in the mineral water and other spa services. The most popular hotel of the time was the Crazy Hotel, owned by Dallas businessman Carr P. Collins. It stood at seven stories, was rebuilt after being burnt down, and blossomed into a hub of life in mineral wells. The hotel offered water from its own wells, hosted full orchestras on its rooftop garden, and had a constant stream of visitors in its 200 guest rooms. Yeah, this time, this was like the go-to place. You had to go, if you weren't on the rooftop garden watching the orchestra, who even are you? I know. Back then, it was like, well, we're driving down to Mineral Wells this weekend. You know, they've got a full orchestra on the rooftop garden. It was just the talk of the town. All the neighbors Mm -hmm. knew where you were going. 
It's kind of, we're kind of reverting back to that right now. Everyone seems to be more friendly with their neighbors right now. It's true. Waving from afar. Yes. I got waved to several times on our walk today and normally nobody gives a shit what I'm doing. It's true. I I was also waved to her like, how's it going? How are you doing? People were mowing their grass and just waving. I told Tommy, I hope when all of this is over, some of those things stick. I I hope we don't just all go immediately back to our own worlds and phones and distancing, you know, from each other, not social distancing, but like mentally and emotionally distancing. No, seriously. I hope some things keep up. Yeah. Some of the relaxing and the connections. Yes. The connections. Well, not everyone, however, was pleased with the addition of the crazy hotel. Locals were unhappy to have such a majestic center of town activity owned by a Dallasite. To fix this, a group of businessmen propositioned a famous Texas hotel magnate, Theodore Brasher Baker, or TB, to build a rival hotel. TB accepted the offer, and on November 22, 1929, the self-named Baker Hotel opened its doors. This sounded like a, a cabal. They're like, we don't like the Dallas man yeah. in our hotel. They they raised a bunch of money amongst themselves and then propositioned Theodore Brasher Baker, which you have to own a lot of hotels if that's your name. A hundred percent. Mr. Baker. <laughs> which of my hotels will I stay in this weekend? But it is a, I'm not going to let some big city cowboy come into our town and think he <laughs> runs this place. You slick back haired Dallas boy. <laughs> The crazy hotel was dwarfed by this new monument, with the Baker Hotel standing nearly twice as high. That was no accident, as the vindictive businessman purposely chose 14 stories in order to double the size of the crazy hotel. At a cost of $1.2 million, the hotel cost a pretty penny, but the sheer volume of guests it brought in made Baker's investment well worth it. He went to a... What's that? So it was a pretty hotel. It is, yeah. He also went to a spa hotel in Arizona mm-hmm. that was doing really well and basically copied the entire look at it of it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and brought it He's back like, here. Mm, indeed, the Spanish outside. I'm gonna do this ballroom. We're gonna have the yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, what they say in the business world, don't reinvent the wheel. Steal mm. it from oh. Arizona. <laughs> I like that. The baker was a sight to behold. Behind its Spanish Renaissance facade was a whopping 450 guest rooms. It also housed one full floor dedicated to the healing powers of the mineral waters where guests could take full immersion mineral baths. The hotel's vast dining room, the Brazos Room, featured rose glass mirrors where women could see themselves literally through rose-colored glasses in their best light. Another major feature was the Olympic-sized swimming pool filled with the local mineral water. Soon the whole town turned to the baker for its social and luxury spa needs. However, the crazy hotel didn't take this competition lying down. Rather, it installed an enormous sign over Highway 281 that said, Welcome to Mineral Wells, the home of crazy. Which, by the way, I learned from the Mineral Wells Visitors Bureau Instagram page that they have recently redone this sign in like beautiful neon. So now I really, really want to go to Mineral Wells and see it. Does it still say home of the crazy? Oh, indeed. Home of- <laughs> indeed it does. <laughs> they they did not rephrase it. They, there was no rebranding. They just highlighted what it already said. They're leaning in. I appreciate <laughs> that. Very hard. Yes. The Baker hosted celebrity guests, including Judy Garland, Rory Rogers, Gene Harlow, and LBJ. It is even rumored that infamous crime couple Bonnie and Clyde stayed at the hotel for a few nights. Supposedly, the criminals smartly removed the carpet from the hallway outside their room so they could hear any law enforcement approaching. Oh, Very did you ever smart. do that as a kid? Try to like listen if your parents were coming, if you were doing something you weren't supposed to do? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I also knew which stairs made the creaks. Mm. So if I was going downstairs, I could avoid, you know, stepping on certain things to the creek stairs. Yeah. Not that I was ever doing it. I was probably just getting. Food, honestly, just getting Sneaking donuts. <laughs> no, I, I never snuck out of my house. All, the, all ever, the bad shit I did, I never snuck out of my house. I never snuck out on my own, but one time Shana was sneaking out, which she often did, and accidentally woke me up because I was on the bottom bunk and said, I said, take me with you. And she said, no. And I said, I'm going to go wake up mom and dad and rat you. And so she had to take me. And we walk from our house to the 
and literally they were going to the park to like swing it wasn't even like it was they weren't like doing drugs or spray painting anything or stealing cars <laughs> get all the way to the school so, which is probably about a you know maybe a quarter mile walk it's not that far but it's far enough that it's annoying and i'm like i have to poop <laughs> <laughs> She was so mad. She was so pissed. Did she like, have to? Ugh. Did she turn back with you, or did she? Yeah, she did you have well, to go? First, she told me to just poop out in the. Which no, because I was already trying to be cool with the older kid. She's five years older than me, and pooping in front of a group of people is a quick way for them to think that you're not cool anymore. Yeah, unless you're like revenge, revenge pooping on like a desk of someone or a car. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeking. Re- but this was just a nature calling, and so she walked me back home, and then it was in the sneaking back in. Then I'm pretty sure our mom woke up. They had to sneak me back in so I could poop, and she wasn't able to sneak back out, and I ruined ev- my bowels once again. Ruined everything. Dang! Once again, your bowels ruined the party. <gasps> did mean. you? Did your mom catch y'all when you were coming back in? Oh yeah. Did she she's get like, mad? She's just like, "Why did you? Please don't sneak out. It wakes me up in the night." Because <laughs> I think they knew at the end of the day we were like good kids, and we weren't out. You know, Shannon wasn't out doing drugs or stealing cars or anything. You know, she was just sneaking out you know hanging out with her friends it's just or whatever the thrill of getting to sneak exactly out. Yeah. of being out at three o'clock in the morning which yeah. now i think oh my god that's i don't even want to be at a public park at 3 a.m much less no. a, you know 13 or 14 year old that's what scares me now i mean that was a long time ago but i'm like True. i would not want my 13 year old to be anywhere at 3 a.m no in, except in, for in our neighborhood locked in the house yes locked <laughs> in her bedroom under lock and key Despite the roster of famous guests, the Baker's Hotel popularity was unfortunately short-lived. The mid-1930s brought federal regulation of medical advertising, meaning the water companies were no longer able to market their waters as a cure-all for every ailment. With the discovery of penicillin and other antibiotics, doctors began treating illnesses with more than just water. Suddenly, the massive numbers of visitors dwindled to nothing. The increase in gas prices during the rationing of World War II also made day trips to mineral wells from Dallas, about an hour and a half drive, nearly impossible. Yeah, you know, for a while there in the early 1900s, you could just say, you know, if you put a blow dryer up your nose, it'll cure coronavirus and you wouldn't get in trouble. And now you very quickly get shut down by the FTC, the FDA, pretty much anybody. If you try to say, this sucker will make you lose 90 pounds, they'll shut you down pretty quick. A lot of stuff has to say not FDA approved. Can you Correct. get away with it by doing that? Yes. Like a lot of but, diet stuff will say that. Yeah, but you still have to, you still cannot be uh, false and misleading or deceptive because the Federal Trade Commission is over all business ever. And basically that they have a catch all law that says if you're in business selling anything or ser- goods or services, you cannot be false and misleading and deceptive in your advertising. Well, as they should. They can get you. They're the ones that came after like influencers and people on Instagram that were not saying, you know, they would hold up a bottle of tea and be like, this tea changed my life. It's so good. I love it so much. I'm just telling you this is me, not because I'm getting paid or wouldn't say anything. And now you have to say, this is a sponsored post. This Mm. is an ad. So because that's false and it's inherently deceptive to say I like a thing and not say, but also I'm getting paid to tell you I like a thing. Right, right. The Texas Republican and Democratic parties held conventions at the Bakers several times throughout the 1950s, but that was only a temporary bump for the hotel's revenue. In the late 1950s, TB ceded control of the hotel to his nephew Earl, but Earl was no more successful than his uncle in keeping the Baker afloat. Rather than attempt to reinvigorate the hotel himself, Earl promised that if he was not able to sell it by his 70th birthday, he would shutter the hotel forever. No buyer could be found, so Earl finally closed the once glorious establishment on May 31st, 1963. Boy, that's really a you know when to fold them kind of situation. He's just hey. like, I'm done. Oh. R.I.P. R.I.P. Kenny. Kenny Rogers just oh, passed that, away. Yeah, just, he just did. You know Man, what? No when to walk away, no when to run, and he knew when to run. Shut it down. <laughs> It's like, no thanks, coronavirus. I'm okay. Um, I'm gonna love to peace out. That song is a fucking jam. I oh, yeah. love the gambler. I just will sometimes I just sing it. I'm just walking around singing the, the song's gambler. great. The song's so a, good. It's a it's a ball buster, it's a banger. Anyone if it gets everybody pumped up. Yes. It's a sing along. Yes, it's a sing along jam. And I feel like it's one of those songs that when I very first heard it, I think I heard a clip of it on like a late night 
hits of the you know hits country classics you know by the cd mix set or whatever mm-hmm. and i would always write down the names of songs from those and then go on napster and download them oh <laughs> and was, i remember those commercials it would just yeah. be hours of a box oh, yeah. set infomercial of what it's you could buy it's in motown 1970s yes. and then it's like the temptations and sam cook and what and you're like oh i'm gonna i want to go download all these things and so um I, that was where i heard it and then i went and downloaded it on napster i'm sure my parents were like she's downloading illegal music it's probably that rock and roll it's it's kenny rogers <laughs> it's the gambler <laughs> hell yeah it would not stay dark for long however just two years later, a consortium of local entrepreneurs purchased the hotel for $375,000 and attempted a revamp. But when the nearby army camp finally closed, it meant no more steady stream of families visiting their enlisted men and no more business for the baker. And with that, the former hub for celebrities and high-class spa goers finally shuttered for good in March of 1972. And there, there she stands. There she stands to this day. Well, there the bakers sat for decades, a ghastly reminder of the mineral wells it once was, haunted by the ghosts of the town's former greatness. But some folks believe the hotel was haunted by something more. Even during the hotel's heyday, employees reported unsettling activities. According to Texas Escapes, maids would find glasses with lipstick stains on the rim in rooms that were unoccupied. Employees of an adjacent bank enjoyed a view of the now-empty hotel during the 1970s. Attentive bank tellers noticed that the hotel's windows would be open one day and closed the next. While strange, they assumed it was just the hotel's caretaker letting in some fresh air. What they didn't know, however, was that the hotel didn't have a caretaker at that time, according to Texas Escapes. Yeah, the uh, bank tellers said that they actually got out like a piece of like a legal pad and started marking down like making a graph and a diagram of like okay yesterday it was this one and this one and this one and then when they would come back it would be changed but after they started graphing it it stopped like the ghost knew they were being watched they got they got word they got wind of it mm-hmm. through that little whoosh thing that you do with the bank tellers to get your <laughs> that seems like a good way for a ghost to travel it's just you- fast air shooting shooting you somewhere quick that's true. I was about to ask one, probably one of the dumbest questions I've ever asked you, but I'm going to ask it. If there was a human-sized one of those, <laughs> would you go in it? Yeah, definitely. It looks fun. It yeah. has to be padded, but it looks kind of cool. Yeah. As if if it was not, I wouldn't want it to be like so tight that it was right, if it was touching like my shoulders or even close, like I would feel like I was being buried alive. But if it was a little larger to where bigger, I felt like I had some wiggle room, I'd do it. Yeah, bigger than a coffin. But okay. with enough padding so that you don't move around. I was thinking in like, say you're leaving the ballpark after a game and your car is parked really far. Mm. Instead of a shuttle, you shoot people in pods. I love it. <sighs> yes. I do. I, it. I'd, I'd like a pod from my house to yours. <laughs> That'd be I amazing. pod myself. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Hotel caretakers over the years claim to have also encountered various spirits. Ronnie Walker, the assistant manager of the building reported that while repairing a fuse box in the hotel on the notoriously haunted seventh floor, he heard footsteps coming up behind him. He told Texas Escapes the fuse box that controlled the Christmas lights was causing flickering. Once the footsteps approached, Ronnie told the spirit that he meant no harm. After that, Ronnie had no more issues with the lights flickering. He said, I felt like the spirit was worried that I was messing with stuff, and once I told it I was there to fix it, it stopped messing with my box, my fuse box. He also said that it sounded, the footsteps sounded like the person didn't want to bother him, like they were just trying not to be seen. And other psychics have said that too, that the spirits don't really want to be seen. They just kind of want to be left alone and do their own thing, like all of us. I mean, <laughs> that is, it's true because they're going, it's not like they're going back to like an airport or going back to, you know, a train station. It's a hotel. It, and not to mention, it's like a relaxing oasis kind mm-hmm. of a hotel of like, I'm just here for the mineral baths. Could you not bother me? I, when I go, I'm going to, I'm going to haunt a spa. That's, <laughs> I think that's, that's where I'm going to post oh, up in the afterlife. Where am I going to haunt? Maybe, oh, I got to think of what, like a chill place. Maybe, oh, like a buffet in Las <laughs> Vegas. Golden Corral? Oh, okay. No. Las Vegas good buffet. One. Good buffet. A good one. That's nice. Yeah. Not that Golden Corral's not good. I'm not here to besmirch the good people <laughs> of Golden Corral. I, I spent a lot of time in high school at the Golden Corral. I went to the Golden Corral when I was pregnant 
I was dying for a buffet. And I finally was like, babe, we got to go to the Golden Corral. And it was. And he's the husband of the year. He's like, yeah, let's go. It was a shit show. Oh, it's it it's so like if bad. someone took frozen dinners and then heated them up and then scooped them out of the individual portions into a larger serving tray. It was wild, man. We went on a Sunday where it's it, stupidly after church let out. Oh, and it yeah, was that's the worst time. Packed, packed. I mean, and so packed that you couldn't really even get stuff because it was all out. So I just ended up with like a bunch of waffles and like some vegetables and chicken and stuff. Chicken but and waffles, not a bad. Not, it wasn't not a bad haul, but it wasn't. It wasn't what you wanted. It wasn't good. No, I. I it was just the food was not. The food was not very good that day. But I that day I do love a buffet. I gotta love a buffet. Oh, buffets are so good. God. There was one in the mall across from where I used to live in Denton when I went to UNT called Old Country Buffet, the OCB. <gasps> Are you kidding me? Have you been? I didn't it's... know that they had those in Texas. I went in Chicago. Oh my God, so they had good. them in the serve. Oh, the OCB. I would tear the OCB the fuck up. Oh, yeah, I did. And their Can mascot say... is a bee. <laughs> yes. And there would be a person that would come around. <laughs> and if I was there and the bee came out, it was very exciting. And the bee would go around and take pictures with you. <laughs> So it's like a fever dream. Every time we learn something about each other, I'm like, I knew it. I knew we were meant to be that we both spent time, extensive time at the old country buffet in college in separate cities. Years apart. Miles apart. Time is a flat circle. Doesn't matter. We were there together. (laughs) If that isn't proof of time travel. And and multiverse theory, then I don't know what is, honestly. That's true. The one thing that brings us all together is humanity is the old country buffet. It's so good. I do not know if it's still there. The Golden Triangle Mall. If it is, I'm going to take Tommy. Although now that we don't eat meat, it's like, what are we going to eat? Yeah, that's everything's made with bacon fat. Yeah, and everything is gluten, so I can't have any in my old days of a buffet in Austin. There's a place called Wildwood Bakery that does a gluten-free brunch buffet, so I can get like chicken waffles, Mm, all that stuff. That sounds good. Paranormal investigator Chris Mosley told Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures that there's been a lot of physical activity at the Baker Hotel. People have reported door slamming. There's footsteps. We have had the experience of being touched, being shoved. A second paranormal investigator, Chris Green, told the Ghost Adventures crew that a woman in a white flowing dress went around the corner and appeared down a long hallway. These guys were shook. So, if I'm not mistaken, this was your first brush with ghost adventures i had to text you it's like because i was googling it and i'm like i want to just watch something initially just to kind of get my arms around this whole story and there was a season it's like an old season it's from like 2012 episode i had to buy it on itunes uh and then i was stream gonna it. say i couldn't find it anywhere is that how yeah. you got it okay yeah i bought it off itunes and i, could, I probably could have like because we share the my itunes account for the show we probably could have watched it but uh, um it is my first experience Chrissy, two years ago, did a character showcase where she performed a five-minute monologue in character, and she had on a bandana and, like, an Affliction t-shirt, and she was a ghost hunter, and I told her it was very funny at the time, but I apologize because I did not fully grasp how brilliant it was (laughs) now juxtaposing it and seeing what that actually, what she was parodying. You know, it'd be like if someone saw Spinal Tap and didn't really, like, get bands of the 70s. Right. Like, I... This was Spinal Tap. It was so good. <laughs> and so watching the show, the the guy, I couldn't figure out my feelings about Zach, Zach the main Zach, guy. Yeah, he's he's polarizing. He's polarizing because for sometimes, sometimes I felt you know emotionally attached, and other times I was like, oh, I hope a ghost bites his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> he's so rude. That's that's the only reason I would watch that show. He's he is an asshole. One hundred percent, he's an asshole. I don't understand how his teammates don't just like push him down the stairs and be yeah. like a ghost must have pushed him down the stairs i did see the other day i didn't read the article but because i was going down a ghost adventures rabbit hole somebody that used to be on the show did quit and the a title the headline was like why nick really quit the show and i'm like probably because zach was a dick 
all the time. He got tired of his bullshit. In this one, they have like this nice, you know, encounter or whatever. And then Zach was out fucking around with a stray dog, which you were like, they're probably doing it. So you hate him less because he's like, we should rescue this dog. I'm like, where's the ghost at? What am I watching? But while he's gone, they have this encounter. And so he runs in and he's like, I want to be a part of this. Hey, ghost, I'm here. Did you close the door earlier? I was like, if I was a ghost, I would have just been like, well, I'm going to move on to the afterworld because I've seen you. I'm going to go towards the light now because fuck you. If you are what's left behind in my haunted space, I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) He tries to use aggressive tactics to draw the spirits out. And it's just obnoxious. And then the replays, anytime they say they've captured something, the replay of them re-showing it is just they do it like 20 times in a row yes. and you can never really hear anything. They'll, they'll be like, this is what the ghost is saying. And it's like, I'm here to kill you. But really, it's just like, yeah, <laughs> that's not at all what that sounds basically like. Where did heard- you get that? <laughs> and she's like, he's like, they're saying, Zach, I want to you know, make contact with you. I can hear it clear as a bell. And the other people are like, oh, yeah, we hear it too, man. Yeah. yeah. I I did watch several YouTube videos of lesser known ghost hunters going to um, the hotel, just breaking in and just walking around and shit. I mean, that's what you got to do. You're not supposed to go in there. Apparently, they uh, used to do tours before the demolition started. Yeah, this was probably this is probably like 2012, maybe even 2017. And I mean, I'm like, first of all. It's got to be crawling with rats. Second of all, what if, like, it's crumbling and stuff and there's glass everywhere? It just seems just dangerous. Beam, a, yeah, something just on falls you. on you. But there's graffiti everywhere. So I'm sure teenagers and shit are in there all the time smoking weed and just having seances and whatnot. It's sex. And, and sex. Doing the sex. Yeah. I thought you were going to say having sex, but you're like, having seances. You know how those teenagers do. <laughs> Sex, <laughs> seances, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> well, Mark Rawlings, a restoration worker, told Ghost Adventures that he experienced eerie things while renovating the hotel, including bursts of cold air and door slamming. Others report the hotel's former dining area, the Brazos Room, echoes with the clangs of silverware and the chattering voices of people through it, even though it's been abandoned and desolate since the early 1970s. That's a very shining situation that's what it feels like it's the i think the shining was so powerful because it did set up you know it was like you talk about when bad things happen in the daylight it's like something is in a it's in a state that it shouldn't be right so like a hotel ballroom should be full of people Mm. but when it's empty it's the eerie like silence of what should be and what once was voices of the past clinging you've always been here mr one of the hotel's more infamous ghosts can be attributed to none other than Mr. Baker, the hotel's owner. The business tycoon allegedly had a mistress by the name of Virginia, who had her own room up on the seventh floor. While living in the same building as your lover would allow for frequent rendezvous, it also meant Virginia was certain to see the man she loved carrying on with his wife. Virginia was supposedly so upset by the whole situation that she climbed to the roof of the 14-story hotel and leapt to her death. Others, however, say she was possibly pushed, perhaps to silence her about the affair. That is a close call. I mean, imagine if you just pass each other in the elevator and you know Mrs. Baker's like, I know what you're doing with my husband. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But she's also like, well, we're rich and I get to live in this hotel. (laughs) It's true. There are some upsides. All the mineral water I can bathe in. Virginia's room, a spacious suite on the southeast corner of the seventh floor of the hotel, is the site of many instances of paranormal activity. Rawlings told Ghost Adventures that he and his construction crew would smell the scent of her perfume in the room itself, as well as the adjacent bathroom. One, That's one sign of a ghost nearby. Is a smell, scent. yeah. And a lot of ghost tours that have done tours there say that they will smell it and it'll get stronger if it's around certain men that are attractive that she might fancy. She's flirting. Mm. In the Ghost Adventures episode, the cameras allegedly capture footage of the door opening to Virginia's suite, a burst of cold air, and the scent of her perfume. The team used a meter and found spikes in energy that correlated with the cold spot. The crew also did a short EVP recording where they attempted to connect with Virginia. The recorded audio apparently said, Water, drink the water. 
Later, night vision footage appears to show a white mist above the investigator's head. The investigators also allegedly encounter a dark shadow and a voice saying, Lost my kid. Later, when the Ghost Adventures team investigated the basement, they encountered a child's voice shouting, Mama! Or, Mommy! Could this have been the lost child the other spirit was trying to find? Again, the water drink the water. He's like, listen to this. Listen to what it says. It says water, drink the water. Like, eh, I don't know. And it sounds like my kid's uh, white noise machine the that mama, she uses every night. The mama or mommy, though, I felt like you really could hear that. Something, it was something, I mean. Sometimes it does sound like it's saying that, but I always wonder, would I have picked that out if I wasn't being told this is what you should listen for? Mm-hmm. And you I know? can't remember what episode it was. That we talked about it, but it's like that pareidolia, pareidolia, but where like your brain wants to make sense of nonsense. And so when you hear nonsense, you're like, oh, it's totally saying Paul is dead when you play it backwards. It's like, no, it's just words backwards. Yeah. Except it was saying Paul is dead because he was dead. That's a whole (laughs) nother episode. Another ghostly legend stems from a lively party held on the hotel's 12th floor. According to the YouTube channel Zero Occupancy Urbex, after one too many cocktails, one female partygoer allegedly jumped from the balcony, thinking she would land in the Olympic-sized pool below. Unsurprisingly, she plummeted to the ground, and her attempt to become the life of the party resulted in her untimely death. Rumor has it that because no one at the hotel knew the guest, the staff had her body embalmed and placed in one of the hotel's front windows with the hope that a passerby would recognize her. Oh, Joseph, look at that mannequin wearing that dress. It's so lovely. Could we go in and I could try it on? Oh, that's not a mannequin. What a way to try and identify a victim. Did you maybe want to take a photograph and make flyers? (laughs) Could you have printed it on a poster? They didn't say what year it was. When were cameras invented? I don't know, early 1900s. Okay, so we probably had cameras, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe not like a, what do they call A lithograph. Or at the very a least, mimeograph. somebody had, had a pen and paper. We could draw, was, draw the bitch. There was cameras way the fuck back because my grandma, and I think it's in my mom's cedar chest. I need to find it because it's spooky as F. But my grandma had this book that was a photograph, like a photo album from way back when. And my grandma was born in 19, she's like exactly 70, 1916. And it was from like before she was born. And it was photos of funerals and like it would be an open casket and people would stand next to it or they would prop the body up in a chair and people would stand next to it because they're like what's well, the only you know back then there wasn't like ten thousand photos of somebody from their life they're like well it's like the one time we're gonna get a picture we better get one before we bury him oh wow they're very eerie a family photo but some of us have crossed over already. Yep. That is yes. creepy. Ooh, I hope you can find that. And that's back wild. in the day, you had to like sit really still. And I mean, that's one party member who's not going to move at all. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They're not going to mess up the photo. The baker was no stranger to sordid love affairs that ended tragically. As the tale goes, the cook of the hotel was having an affair with a maid who also worked at the baker. After a particularly heated lover's quarrel in which the maid threatened to tell the cook's wife about their relationship, the cook grabbed a kitchen knife and stabbed his mistress to death. Legend has it he then stuffed her bloodied body into one of the kitchen's pantries and then went on about his day. I think that's two spirits right there. You know, probably the woman whose untimely death and maybe his like regret or a rage spirit Mm -hmm. left. That's true. Left in the hotel. While many old hotels claim to be haunted, the baker may have had extra help in attracting spirits. Susan Bove, one of the founders of the Gloucester City-based South Jersey Paranormal Research, told USA Today that Water is a great conductor of energy, so if water runs under the house, it's probably a very active house. Similarly, Jason Hawes, co-founder of the Atlantic Paranormal Society, or TAPS, and star of Ghost Hunters on Sci-Fi, told the Huffington Post, One thing we have found is uh, you find more paranormal activity around flowing streams of water, railroad tracks, and places with high limestone deposits. Mineral wells and the Baker Hotel have all three. So it's just a little hot, it's a little conduit, a hot spot. I, you know, you don't realize water is, I mean, I guess nowadays, because we have electricity coming out of the wall, but back in the day, you know, they would use the rushing water and you put Mm -hmm. like the wheel to turn the energy. 
Yeah, paddle boats and the wheel would like run the gristle mill and things like that. And mm-hmm. and there's some Polynesia in French Polynesia where they've put these turbines under the water in the ocean and it's like underwater turbines that the ocean current moves and oh. that powers them. So That's smart. you figure, you know, you you don't realize water is very conductive. I mean, I guess if you stand in it and hold some electricity, you realize it very quickly. But <laughs> yeah, sadly, that'll be the last thing you realize usually, you know. Additionally, Karen Frazier, a paranormal investigator in Washington State, told Collectors Weekly that some objects have some kind of energy, an energy attached to them that manifests as what you would call a haunting. Perhaps the running waters beneath the hotel, the mineral deposits, and the rush of people inhabiting its 450 rooms throughout its glory days has left the Baker Hotel buzzing with energy, the remaining spirits that once walked its halls. A local psychic who wishes to remain anonymous for fear of small-town retribution told Texas Escapes that during her time managing a shop at the hotel in the 1980s, she encountered numerous spirits. One in particular was the ghost of a six-year-old boy who was staying at the hotel while his parents sought medical treatment for his leukemia. Sadly, the boy passed at the baker before he could get the help he needed. The psychic told Texas Escapes that the child liked to bounce a toy ball to get her attention and was always seen walking the halls with a large shaggy dog, and that he was watched by an unknown older woman who was always near him. That ball bouncing, that ball bouncing thing. That's happened to me. You had a ball bounce? At my my high school boyfriend's house. I was alone. I don't know where he he may have like, or he may have been asleep or he was in another room, but his family was not there. And I heard the ball bounce and I thought, that's so weird. And I looked around. And when I said something to him, he was like, yeah, that happens here. That was, their house was super haunted. That's I the one I, where you saw the guy? Yeah. The guy in the doorway. <laughs> what I want to know and what it, the article didn't say was the shaggy dog a real dog or a ghost dog? Because <laughs> it didn't all, clarify ghost dog i hope it's the ghost dog next year this fall on disney plus (laughs) ghost dog but i do think that there's probably forlorn or sad spirits because a lot of people came there with hope right they thought Mm. this water is going to cure our kid we're so excited all we need to do is hold on to hope and hold on to hope yeah and so if he dies and then they die it's no wonder that they would you know hold on to that really really strong feeling of love and hope that would keep maybe keep you anchored to a place yep also, what retribution? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. They said she's going to suffer retribution. Well, the guy who wrote this article in Texas Escapes was like, I completely understand. Because I guess <laughs> mineral wells don't take kindly to psychics. <laughs> They're, uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, not, they don't want any of that hippie m- mystical bullshit going on, the on other in their town. Well, the on other the other hand, town, they've got a hotel dedicated to mineral water that can magical. cure everyone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't sell your bullshit here, but would you like to buy a bottle of this magic water? <laughs> Interestingly, the psychic also says that most of the ghosts that roam the building didn't die at the hotel, but rather returned there in their afterlife, as the baker represented a glorious and happy time in their life. One spirit that falls into this category is that of a helicopter pilot who had attended flight training at the nearby Fort Walters in the 1960s. Years later, the pilot was killed in a helicopter crash miles away at Fort Rucker, Alabama. The pilot must have had fond memories of his days in Mineral Wells as he returned to the baker to live out his afterlife. Sadly, the psychic told Texas Escapes that when she encountered the pilot, he did not appear as his former healthy self, but instead his body looked exactly as it had when he died in the crash. That's some Sixth Sense shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Oof. God. That movie. So scary. That is one of the scariest movies I've seen. It still scares me to even think about it. I Same. I, I get creepy. I remember I watched that. My best friend from high school, we were not in high school, but she, we were in college, but she was staying over. I was, I guess we were all in town for something because I was at my parents' house and she was staying over and she had fallen asleep and we were watching it. And it was the scene where he's under the comforter and then the little girl, you know what I'm talking about? And the little girl of pills, it's the one that her mom's, it's the whole Munchausen thing. Yes. And I screamed so loud. Yes. I screamed so loud and like jumped and I woke her up. It was so, and when he's walking through in the school and the people are hanging from the, oh, (gasps) 
that yes. creeped me out. I, I got to rewatch that because I've only seen it, I think, once. I got to rewatch that and see if it's still scary and holds up. I watched it like way back when it came out. And then my sister's wedding in 2010. In Very the- romantic movie. Yes, in the in the hotel room. I don't. I must have been the day before or the day after. You know, she did like a, a destination wedding. I was in the room and I watched it. And I was like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> this did not put me in a great headspace to like celebrate a wedding. Right? I gotta rewatch that. I also yeah. didn't figure it out until I figured it out about twenty minutes before it was over, and I was just like so impressed by the yeah. whole thing. It it's hadn't so been good. spoiled for me. Yeah, it was really no, I, good. I saw it before it got before it got spoiled. Yeah, which is lucky. Yes. Well, in October of 2000, two Texas paranormal research teams set out to conduct their own investigations of the Behemoth Hotel. Dusty Rainbolt of DFW Ghost Watchers claims to have captured hundreds of pictures of orbs and several apparitions of Ectomist. A psychic who was also on the ghost hunt claims to have seen an old woman in a wheelchair in the 14th floor ballroom who repeatedly cried, I can't do it. I can't do it. First of all, Ectomist would drink. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Sounds delicious. I want the number four Ectomist. Heisey <laughs> Ecto Cooler sounds so good and Ecto, or is so good. And Ectomist sounds like the LaCroix version of that. Like That's it's a true. Fizzy. That's true. Oh, I would totally. Also, man. Dusty Rainbow. Fuck yeah. Perfect. Perfect name. <laughs> I'm Dusty Rainbow. Be I'm Dusty Rainbow. There's a lot of things you can drink. I drink Ectomist. <laughs> Although the Baker has sat empty since the 1970s, throughout the years, there have been many failed renovation attempts. While none of these have taken, insightful business people continue to investigate the possibility of restoring the Baker to its former renown, and the town of Mineral Wells could certainly use the boost. According to WFAA ABC, the town lost 10% of its population over the past decade, and 24% of the town lives below the poverty line. A reinvigorated downtown anchored by a luxurious hotel would infuse the once destination hotspot with jobs and out of town visitors. It sounds like a good investment, especially I, now because I think people are, you know, into healing and healthy and, do, you mm-hmm. know, drinking water and stuff like that. In 2019, Chad Patton, a real estate developer, made plans for a $65 million renovation to the hotel. The first year tackled demolition, with the next two years planned for rebuilding. If all goes according to plan, the new glorious hotel should open in 2022. Locals of the town who have been doing their part to keep their beloved mineral wells up and running by creating restaurants, shops, and a vibrant downtown are encouraged at the infusion of investment. But not everyone is so happy about the reopening. When the Ghost Adventures crew asked a spirit on EVP if it was happy that the baker may reopen, a disembodied voice apparently said, No. Well... Damn. I, then I think you pulled a plug on it. <laughs> $65 million. Flush it. Shut it down. <laughs> First, it's going to be haunted. Fuck it. Let's leave. Let's it go. It definitely will. I think that's, you got to lean in. That's a selling yeah. point. You can't pull an Adolphus and rebrand and like and try decide to lie. not to talk about it anymore. No. Because this is, people love this about this hotel. I think it's, it's a part draw. Of the, it's part of the charm. And I and you're not going to be able to get rid of it because I think the history is there. They're keeping a lot of the like bones of the hotel and because of the water that runs under it. Yeah. You know, the water is the energy. It's not going in. It's not going anywhere. So what do we think? We're going to go for First sure. First of all, cannot wait. We're I, definitely going to do a crazy water taste test. Yes, for sure. As soon as we can leave our houses and get <laughs> Get out to a grocery store. Also, I imagine this thing has put um, a little bit of a stop on this construction. I'm sure they're probably, probably going right now. Probably going to push back a bit now. Yeah, so. which is, I mean, that's understandable. But yeah, uh, I think they're on a long enough timeline. You know, they still got another, you know, year or so, two years. So. Yeah. Well, I am super pumped for when we can go and do a little staycation. I think so. And the mineral wells, I, that was part of some of the interviews about them coming in and redoing the hotel and saying, we're here to fix the town. The people that live there and have created these businesses and shops and everything were basically like, uh, we actually, the town is fine. We already yeah. live here. It's fine. But I think it will bring more. I mean, why wouldn't you want people coming to do staycations, coming to stay at the hotel and then shopping at your shops, going to your restaurants? You know, it's good yeah. for everybody. They're not, they're not saving the day, but I think they're probably putting a ton of money in your pocket. Once again, it's this big dick Dallasite coming in trying to <laughs> take over their town. By the way, and they're like, uh, "We got this." 
Big Dick Dallasite, best nickname. <laughs> BDD. <laughs> Hashtag BDD. Uh, I'm a Big Dick Dallasite. You know what it is. I like to roll in and fix things. Well, let us know if you guys have been to the Baker Hotel, if you're local, or um, if you have tried this crazy water. Yeah, if you're a prolific drinker of the chunky water. Chunky water. Is it, is it chunky? No, it's not. It's oh, not. you just are saying. You're, I'm just okay. saying it. Because, it, well, it's definitely um like video like youtube taste tests and stuff people are like yeah i can kind of it's kind of earthy <laughs> i mean it Oof. has a, the the especially the three and the four they're it's noticeable the amount of minerals is noticeable. i imagine it tastes very coppery kind of like a penny or something maybe middle yeah like yeah. my fillings are gonna like yes. get fired up make I your teeth so. just oh that makes my teeth hurt just thinking about it <laughs> well i'm gonna try one through four and We're then gonna i'm gonna try all of them and then we're going to pitch our Mambo Number no. Five crossover <laughs> marketing to them. They it's definitely a, need to take this Mambo, up on that. Crazy Water Number no. Five is one and a four mixed. Oh, I like that. Okay, done and okay. done. Yeah. Or it's a number four water with just straight up a handful of dirt and put in it. <laughs> like, just, you got to drink it through a straw. <laughs> Well, we love providing Sinisterhood to you at no cost. So if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation, creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you'll also get some sweet perks like a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those in the Ruling the Airwaves tier, a special shout out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode, and Patreon-exclusive video and audio content like our weekly mix bags, where we share three of our favorite things of the past week. For more details on specific member tiers, visit Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon in the top right corner to join today. And make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout out. So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. If you want to get some cool Sinisterhood swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com and click on shop in the top right corner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps small podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Christy, where are you at? I am on Twitter at Christy or GTFO and on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace. Heather? I am on Instagram at Heather versus the world and on Twitter at MCK versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shoutouts. Kelsey Gilbert. Beverly Wayson. Maddie Conlon. A. Steigers. Joanne Parlett. Shannon Blackwell. Brittany Davis. Kelly Tate. Carrie Facemeyer. Suana Blakey. Kayla Ling. Jody Baker. Marissa Dobles. Cassandra Scarcliffe. Rochelle Ireson. Angela Freeman. Miriam Gilman. Samantha Gomez, Beth Duncan, Anami Hansen, Cherry Sun, Wendy French, Sindel, and Mandy Rivas. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you guys so much. Keep it creepy. Wahaha. <laughs> <laughs>